The following program has been furnished and paid for by Auto Pros Radio Show, and KSCV is not responsible for its content or the products or services offered. up the doors the garage is open and here we go the auto pros radio show and now here's robert jody and lynn the auto pros all right good morning houston welcome to auto pros radio show i'm robert with auto Tectronics. here with the diesel dynamo warranty wizard mr jody chesser oh, good morning there Happy he is saturday Sitting next to him there is the lovely Miss Lynn Beckwith with Beckwith Automotive. Good morning, everybody. If you'd like to, and, and producing our show today is the magnificent Mr. Gary Knight. Go Astros. Yeah, right. Ooh, That's go right. Astros. Good luck. Couldn't do it without him. Give us a call, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSCV. That's right. We talk cars. That's right. Try we to. help you with your car problems every Saturday. That's right. That's what we like to do. Got to work on them during the week, so. And, it's and nice to come up here and help the other folks out with it. Yeah, <laughs> we can't figure out what it is. Set it on fire. Right. <laughs> there I have matches. Right. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Lots of gasoline. <laughs> All right, let's take a minute to uh, thank our sponsors that help keep us on the air. Out in the uh, Katy area, we got Gary's Transmission Service there on Friend Road. Gary's been doing transmissions all his life. He is the man you want to call if you think you may have a transmission problem, or uh, sometimes he can actually help you sort that out, whether it's engine or transmission problems. I get people that he... Sends me that they thought they had a transmission problem, and it turns out they didn't. So give Gary a call at 281-347-8888. Then over on the northwest side of town in the Cypress area, we have Hagen's Automotive, Steve Hagen. Steve Hagen, he was here last week. Yeah, glad to have him He's on. a great guy. He's a great guy. First time on there, a little scared, but he did all right. He did great. Yeah. He had some nice comments and yeah. a little bit of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll be back sometime. But, a little uh, bit of sarcasm. Right. <laughs> Hagen's is over there at 11055 Nishaw Drive on the northwest side of town. You can reach them at 281-379-1700. That's right. If you're out in the Humble area, go visit Beckwith Car Care. Out there in Humble, Lynn, your folks have been out there over 35 years. That is my baby, and I'm really proud of everybody That's under right. the roof. Got a great crew of technicians over there that know how to take care of your vehicle and we diagnose do. it. and. Take care of all your preventative maintenance, so give them a call at 281-540-2000. That's Beckwith Car Care and Humble. And out in the Katy area, Auto Tektronics, Robert Gruner, that's his baby out there. Yeah. On East 5th Street in Katy Proper. Been out there almost 40 years. Almost 40. You guys party do, time, party do a great time. job out party there. Time. And, and uh, you can take oh, care about that. anything automotive-related. Try to. Whether it's maintenance or electrical or drivability, that's what Robert's good at. He is. So... Go see Auto Tectronics out in Katy. All right. In Stafford, the place to go for all of your automotive needs is David's Auto Central. Whether you're looking for an oil change or something more complex, maybe you have a check engine light on, David and his crew will take great care of you on 5th Street in Stafford, 281-499-9684. And then on the north side of town in Spring, Green and White Auto, decades of service in the Spring area, just a little bit east of I-45 on Spring Cypress Road, kind of a before you get to Old Town Spring. 
Green and White Auto again for all of your maintenance. They can also do complex diagnostics. And if you're looking for a used vehicle, they have a great selection of certified used vehicles as well. 281-353-7682. And we have to thank our title sponsor, BG Products. BG, That's right. Be number, good. Number one name in preventative maintenance. That's right. BG, be good to your car. Yeah. You know, we... Uh, a lot of times in life there's different things that we service with good products talking to all you women out there you buy good shampoo because you want your hair to look nice <laughs> right bg is good shampoo <laughs> you know <laughs> right bg i like that there right. it's really is the good stuff when they put the research into right. developing the product they have great engineers they respond well to the industry and when yep. you use their products in your vehicle you're going to get miles and miles well, of dependable driving well that's the big difference between bg and all the other ones out there is they put a lot of research into their products yeah. they do because so there's the good products out there on the market yeah and bg tests all those products yeah. and they just make theirs better yeah and you know but the, i mean you just can't i don't think there's another one out there that does what they do well, and, ha and has the big facility they have where they do yeah. all this testing well and i remember seeing the results on moa their motor oil additive they're so inventive when they name these things right, right. motor right. oil additive so they don't just find the one oil that it improves the most and publish those results they test it on virtually every oil out there and show you how it works with different oils and it improves all of them but, you know, it's not like just a statistical game that they're trying to put something on their label to make you buy it. That's right. They really care about what goes into your car. Yeah, they, they do. And, I mean, uh, with their maintenance protection plan, stuff like that, I mean, you just can't beat it. You know? It cuts the friction down in the yeah. engine, whether it's, uh, you know, normal conventional motor oil, semi-synthetic, or full synthetic. It's compatible with all. Absolutely. You know, do you even see anything that's conventional motor oil anymore? No, I haven't. I mean, do you see it on the labels, I'm saying? No, know? but I think you can still find it at an occasional, like, gas station in the country. That, you what know, like, what I mean, was that called? What there. was that? Uh, yeah. Golden State. Right. Yeah, Golden State. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that was really bad stuff. I think it, they probably still have that out there. <laughs> I bet they do Maybe at the dollar there. stores or something. You know, if it's an emergency, yeah. you know, yeah. that's one thing. You need a quart of oil or something. Yeah. Don't mind that, but... Well, the cars require so many more additives these days. They're you know, running more efficiently because of it. And we talked about this a week or two ago. Even full synthetic oil has its roots in petroleum products. Mm, right. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just the way it's refined. Yeah. Basically, is all it is. They take the, there's so many different size molecules in the oil, mm -hmm. like maybe the size of a basketball, maybe a, a grapefruit, something like that. And basically, right. they... They, the way they refine it, they bring all the little molecules down to the, basically the same size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And say synthetic oil. So Makes it's it like slicker. we said, slicker on both sides. Yeah. Right. But a lot of cars require full synthetic oil these days, yeah. too. It does. Cause, uh, well, for them to get the uh, the mileage that they're touting, you well, know, you need that. Yeah. And think about it. If you had this bucket full of golf balls and marbles, and you were trying to rub two pieces of metal together with these balls in between the two pieces of metal your lubrication and your contacts would be different. Exactly. You know, by you know, by getting all that those molecules the same size, you've got a whole different slipperiness. Mm -hmm. So more protection. And B G enhances it all. But they mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Give us a give us a call, two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. That's two eight one five five eight K S E V. You know you were talking about Gary's transmission and do you have a transmission problem? Do you have a drivability problem? They're so interrelated. These and we days. see so much torque converter shutter right now. It's a it's a big thing. It's pretty mm -hmm. common with a lot of different vehicles. But if you have an engine misfire, you can perceive that as a transmission shutter as well. 
So when you take it to a shop, you want to make sure they have somebody that's there that knows how to diagnose your problem. Sometimes you can have a weak battery, and it'll feel like a transmission I'm problem. Telling you. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'll tell you, like this week we had a uh, Acura in that had a torque converter shutter, but since Honda applies that clutch and second on up, right, it feels completely different. I mean, it feels like the transmission is coming out of the car sometime. And, you know, all it takes is a, good, a BG service, and, man, it feels like a new car. Yeah, because a lot of the manufacturers, they just do like a drain and refill, and that's their, that's supposed to be their fix, but you're only changing you're leave, not even yeah. half the fluid. Now you're leaving a lot of it in the torque converter that way. Yeah, you're leaving a whole lot, so you're not getting that full effect of all clean fluid. When you, when you do the BG process, you're virtually exchanging all the transmission fluid in the vehicle, so it, it's a much better service. You know, and it's going to eliminate that torque converter shutter. That's what PG Products does. Well, and, you know, years ago, we wouldn't have necessarily said that a transmission service would fix a, an issue. But I see it more and more often. Uh, you know, I guess the fluid's just degrading. Oh, it does. Yeah, the additives break down, and, and uh, you develop that torque converter shutter over miles. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of them now, like the Robert brought up the Acura and the Honda, they had some software updates mm-hmm. to help the way they apply the converter clutch, and then they changed the fluid, and some had a warranty extension on them if they did need to replace the torque converter. So it's always something to to be aware of, you know, when you, when you go into a dealership. Try to do some research and find out, perhaps, is there a recall? Is there a warranty extension on my transmission? Because in many cases, there are. Well, and keep up with your maintenance because you can lose that warranty or the extended warranty by not having your vehicle well-maintained. That's right. Yeah, You always want verifiable receipts. I think we talked a lot about that last week. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it pays off when you take it to a dealership or independent shop and you have that work done and then it's on the work it's order. Yeah. It has your name, your information, your vehicle's information, the VIN number, the mileage, dated, signed by you that you picked it up and everything's itemized out, it's parts and labor and right. so forth. You know, that way, if you do need a receipt, if you can't find it, because I'm bad about can't find All a right. receipt or receipts fade away or something like that, but you can always go back to your shop, Lynn, or Robert's mm-hmm. shop or right. your dealership and have them pull all those records back and well, print them out for you. Well, and a lot of the shops now uh, are doing digital vehicle inspections that you have access to on your cell phone, so you're going to see pictures of what was done. And I know out at Beckwith, you can even access your service records, so you can go on and see... All your receipts. Yeah. So, you know, of course, we'll print them out for you as well. And that's well, a neat feature. I see a lot of that now that the, the shops will send out, like you said, videos and so pictures mm-hmm. or videos, mm-hmm. and they'll show you, hey, this is what we found. Your brakes are getting thin. Mm-hmm. Your water pump's leaking, you know, or whatnot. And that way, it's nice whenever somebody calls you up and they tell you, hey, this is what we found. But when you can visu- visually yeah. put your eyes on it, and you may not know exactly what you're looking at, but when the advisor points it out to you, you're able to look at it and kind of understand what they're, right. they're they're explaining to you. Well, and when it comes to brakes, for instance, I love sending the report out that shows your brakes are good. Oh, yeah, or absolutely. Or that they're good for a while. And, you know, then you can start budgeting for them. You yeah. have an idea. You know, you leave on that road trip with confidence. Right. It looks like, well, maybe your brake pad's probably going to need to be done the next 5,000 miles. Well. Yeah. That might, for somebody that drives a lot, that might not be very long. Right. You know, maybe they want to just get it taken care of while it's there and mm-hmm. be done. Or maybe 5,000 miles is a few months down the road. Could be a year down the road for some people. Yeah, you know? it could right. be. You know, I mean, but yeah. like you said, it's always nice to be able to plan your services because you can't plan a actual breakdown. Right. But if you do all that preventive maintenance, 
you can help prevent those breakdowns. You're a lot less likely to have a breakdown. That's right. You sure are. Nothing worse than having to call a wrecker. On vacation. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I have had several customers where we test their battery. We test every vehicle's battery sure. because you can't predict battery failure. And even with the test, it's, you know, it's definitely not 100% science. But when you end up with a battery that has low cold crank amps, significantly low, sometimes half, it's still starting the car. But yeah. you talk to the customer and you explain that, you know, this battery's getting really close. It's over three years old. It's showing signs of issues. Oh, that's all right. I'll just wait. Because we're all used to the cars of yesteryear where you had a little warning. You know, you had right. And nowadays you don't. And you mentioned the wrecker. And that's what made me think of the battery situation is just buy a battery. Otherwise, suddenly you're waiting for mobile service right. or you're, you know, you're waiting for a wreck or you, you don't want to go there. And, you know, today cars, uh, the batteries don't die like they used to. Yeah. Oh, they you just know. die. They just did. They're, They're like gone. good one day, bad and the this next is, hour. And this is the perfect time of year. We're getting into the season now to have your battery tested because eventually we're going to get some cold snaps. And when those cold snaps come, that's when the batteries go. Well, that's why it's called cold crank amps. Cold crank amps, Because you right. need more amperage when the engine is cold. And so even though it's the summer that damages the battery, it's going to evidence yeah. itself this winter. Because it takes more to start your car when it's cold than if it's hot. Absolutely. So always have good uh, good battery in your vehicle. Make sure you're not growing that uh, science experiment on the battery cables. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. You know, because a it's lot so of them pretty. will. A lot of them will. And that will set up a parasitic drain. Yeah. And that will drain down your battery. So, and, you know, and then shorten the life of it. Mm-hmm. Now, in theory, if you have corrosion on a battery terminal, there's some amount of acid leaking, correct? Yes. Yes. And they and always have something leaking up around them. That's why when you have those BG battery pads, keeps it helps it, it. Keeps it from coming yeah. up. It does. Keeps them from corroding, that's for sure. They are the one battery pad that I can say really works the way it should. I believe so, too. You know? I know I always... First thing I do when I get a new car is I take those battery and put battery pads on it because, you know, a lot of those battery terminals you cannot replace, and you got to buy a cable, and some of those cables can be pretty pricey. Oh, they yeah, really they are. Yeah, they're not just the old clamp and they're, cable they're part anymore. Of a, a, like a part of a main wiring harness of the of the engine yeah, Absolutely. in many cases. So we're going to back out and take our break here real quick. Rick, hang on there. We'll get you right when we come back. You're listening to the Auto Pros Radio Show here on 700 KCV The Voice. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jody. If you missed part of the show, no worries. Go to autoprosradio.com. If you need some repairs or general maintenance performed to keep your vehicle safely on the road, click on the preferred automotive shops and find a repair shop in your area recommended by Robert, Jody, and Lynn, the Auto Pros. Have a car question during the week? Send us an email at info at autoprosradio.com. And remember to tell your friends about the Auto Pros Radio Show every Saturday, 10 to noon, here on AM700 KSEV. Auto Tektronics, the number one automotive repair shop in the Katy area. It is recommended by the Auto Pros Radio Show. Robert Gruner has been in business for over 38 years, providing automotive repair and maintenance on all makes and models. The goal at Auto Tektronics is to repair your vehicle right the very first time. They provide great customer service and a peace of mind that your vehicle is safe and ready for the road. 
Auto Tektronix has all of the factory scan tool equipment to diagnose your vehicle and provides a 36-month, 36,000-mile warranty on all repairs. Located at 5330 East 5th Street in Katy, give them a call, 281-391-7617, and schedule an appointment today. That's 281-391-7617. Auto Tektronics in Katy. Beckwith Car Care has been servicing the Humble, Atascacita, and surrounding areas for more than 34 years. You don't stay in business that long without providing great customer service and repairs done right the first time. Beckwith has factory trained technicians that know how to diagnose and repair your vehicle. They provide a nationwide three-year, 36,000-mile warranty and free shuttle service to work, home, or play. They can arrange to pick up your vehicle if needed. Visit Beckwith.com and schedule an online appointment to have your vehicle repaired or maintenance services performed. Give them a call, 281-540-2000. That's 281-540-2000. Beckwith's Car Care. BG Products, the number one name in preventative maintenance. Carbon buildup in your engine will reduce your fuel economy, cause engine hesitation, rough idle, and excessive oil consumption. BG Products has you covered for all your fluid maintenance services and fuel system cleaning needs. They are so confident in the quality of their product, they back it up with a lifetime protection plan. All of our AutoPro's preferred service centers offer the BG services because they work. Find a list of preferred service centers at autoprosradio.com or go to bgfindashop.com to find a BG service center near you. That's BG Products, the number one name in preventative maintenance. Whether you're rolling in a daily driver or a DeLorean, David's Auto Central in Stafford can take care of all of your vehicle needs. From preventive maintenance to advanced diagnostic services, you can count on David and his staff to take care of both you and your vehicles. With decades of experience and a commitment to quality, David's Auto Central can handle all of your mechanical repairs, maintenance, fleet, and even customization needs. Learn more at davidsautocentral.com or visit David and his amazing staff at 2526 5th Street in Stafford, 281-499-9684. That's 281-499-9684, David's Auto Central. Welcome back to the Auto Pros Radio Show. I'm Jody Chesser, your diesel dynamo and warranty wizard, along with Mr. Robert Gruner from Auto Tectronics. And on the keyboard there is Ms. Lynn Beckwith, <laughs> doing a great job this morning. Good morning, Beckwith Car Care. We have some open lines. Give us a call, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-5738. Let's run out to H-Town and welcome Rick to the Auto Pros Radio Show. Good morning, Rick. How can we help? I want to ask you quickly what you were talking about, batteries. You said battery pads. Is that the green and, and red pad that goes on the terminal before you put the uh, the, the cable connection on? Correct. Yes, sir. And, and what's the benefit of using those? It keeps it from corroding. You know, if you, if you have a good pad. How the, does it prevent corrosion? Well, you don't have to tell me why. I'll believe well, it, you. Well, I know it, it prevents corrosion because uh, when you have a top post battery, a small amount of acid will leak up around that battery terminal sometime. And yeah. so by putting the, the BG pads, uh, fit the terminal real tight, and they also have like a uh, 
anti-corrosive uh, yeah, gel. They're a little kind bit of a gel, yeah, and they're a little they're wet. wet. And so when you put it around there, you know it stops that from coming up. Plus it, you know, and so it doesn't get up to the terminal, so it can't corrode. I just, I know when I put them on, they last at least a year. You know, the pad lasts a year. Yeah, keep it from corroding. Okay. Yeah, because my cable, I notice it's got the white corrosion in it. I'll pour some uh, acid in there or some vinegar or soaked cola. Yeah, it's, it's baking soda. Baking soda and water. Baking soda and water is yeah. better. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's what I use. And BG makes a cleaner, a battery terminal cleaner that goes on there. It they works do. really good. You put it on there, and it will just start to dissipate that corrosion, but you let it sit. The longer you let it sit, the better it works, and then you, you rinse it off with fresh water and really mm-hmm. cleans it up well. Mm, okay. Um, I got a Chevy Camaro. Been calling you about this. Uh, 2011, the LT V6. Got about 100,000 miles on it. So I got. Uh, I had a problem a couple weeks ago. I drove into Houston. Didn't have any trouble at all for you know for quite a while. But then all of a sudden, it's the engine uh, smoking, white smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I smelled fuel. Turned it off. Had it towed back to Clear Lake. And uh, so these guys, these guys I'm using, they uh, they replaced the so the fuel pressure sensor up on the engine under on the on the rail under the uh, intake manifold. Right. We replaced that, and we replaced the uh, there's a fuel pressure sensor back by the fuel tank. Replaced that, um, and so now they told me I need to replace the fuel injector, one of the fuel injectors, and one of the coils, ignition coil number four. Um, so, uh, they cranked it up. They haven't replaced the fuel injector yet, but they replaced the coil and the other stuff. And when they cranked it up, it was running better. But, uh, they, anyway, I'm just wondering, uh, they're going to replace the injector today. I, I just wonder if there's anything else that we should check. Probably ought to do all the injectors while you're at it. Yeah. I mean, when that you... happened to me a couple of years ago, I had mm. one injector. No, not one. I had to replace all the fuel coil, the ignition coils. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, to interrupt you. Well, the uh, usually, you know, when one of those uh, direct injectors hangs open like that, I mean, it'll just flood a cylinder, and that's why you see that white smoke coming out. Uh-huh. Um, and depending on the age of the vehicle, and if they're all new, sometimes you want to put all of them in because you got to pull the whole rail out. You got to pull them all out to replace one. Yeah. It's not like a it's not like a port injected car where you can just slip an injector in there. You have to pull yeah. the entire fuel rail out. And that okay. means, and they should put new seals on them because there's a teflon seal that goes on the very end the tip of the injector that goes down through the head into the cylinder and when you pull all that out that has to be replaced and has to be shaped and whatnot where you stick them in they're they're kind of recessed and then after you stick them in they kind of expand and i mean i've had them come in where somebody's had a injector replaced and they're hearing this tapping noise that they think is a tapping noise but it's actually the compression leaking up around an injector popping back out because they didn't. Seal. Yeah, they didn't replace the seals on them. So the Teflon seal. Mm-hmm. When I got the injector, I picked it up. Uh, I didn't see a seal in there, but maybe I missed it. Do you just use like a white tape that you for plumbing? No, purposes? no, no. The, no new, this the new injector should, should have, have it on it. On yeah, there. should have it on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, it should be on there already. Okay. But I'm saying all the other ones. If you're not going to replace them, because yeah. you got to pull that whole rail to put it in uh-huh. and it's all on one big rigid rail and you, yeah. you pull it out it's like you need to put new seals on all those other ones you know if you're not replacing the injectors so put new seals on all the injectors mm-hmm. okay yeah, you can buy like a kit it comes with the little teflon seal 
and then another little seal further up and another little metal piece that kind of backs it up. But ideally, they yeah. replace all the injectors. Yeah. I know they're expensive, but yeah. it's, it's a lot of labor to pull and put it in, ain't it? I understand. Yeah. I just, but because uh, you got to have uh, you got to have a little tool that you put on the end of the injector and you slide that yeah. seal down and it kind of expands it, lets it go over the tip of the injector. If you try and just push it on there with your finger, you'll cut that Teflon seal. It's a real hard plastic type. It looks like a hard piece of plastic, but it's a little Teflon seal. Okay. If you, look, if, you look at, if you look at the tip of the injector, the new one you bought, you'll see it on there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that I could easily get at AutoZone or O'Reilly's? Or is that- I know O'Reilly sells the kits. I've bought them from them before. Okay. Injector seal okay. kit. You know, tell them you want an injector seal kit, and it should come with all the pieces. Cool. Okay, great. All right. Okay, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thanks for your call. Yes, sir. All right, give us a call, 281-5583. About to get my phone number. Just call on the shop. Uh-huh. That's right. And call on the shop. Give out right. your cell number. Free advertisement. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, give out the cell number. Right. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, what's been going on in your shop this weekend, Lynn? You know, it was actually a pretty busy week. Man, right? Yeah. Just Wide variety of work, everything imaginable. I know we've, I know we've been busy with taking claims. A lot of have you? Oh yeah, it's been real busy at work. You seeing any a particular claim evidence itself over and over again? Oh, uh, we're still seeing our cam lifter issues with the Chevy and the and the Ram, and and then we're still still seeing a lot of transmission issues with the see a lot with ten speed now. Seems to be a lot of issues. Ford's having some issues with their ten speed transmissions. Internal, um, yeah. there's a center support. That wears inside there. Mm-hmm. They call it a CDF clutch, and uh, those wear, and they they lose pressure, and they'll start to slip and shift erratic, and all kinds of crazy things. So we had one in Friday for a BG transmission service. Did you? Not for a problem, just right. for maintenance. Well, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep up that keep up that maintenance. Keep mm-hmm. all those seals pliable. That's what that's what's really good about flushing uh, the entire transmission. Uh, using the BG process because you get a cleaner that goes in, mm-hmm. you know, takes all that varnish, suspends it with the fluid, and carries it out when it's exchanged. But then you get the BG transmission conditioner that goes in there and helps keep that smooth shift going on, and and it helps uh, lubricate the seals, keep them you know pliable. Mm-hmm. Plus, that BG fluid is a lot more resilient to heat than some transmission fluids. So yeah, lasts a lot. Well, it's a full synthetic. Yeah, you know, it's really good. And a lot of uh, a lot of transmissions now require. Full synthetic fluid. Oh, yeah. Just about all of them. A lot of them also, uh, you know, BG has came out with the ultra-low viscosity fluid that a lot of them are taking. Yeah, yeah I've seen that now. Yeah, ultra-low viscosity. First, first it was low viscosity, and then it was ULV, ultra-low viscosity. Ultra-low. <laughs> I mean, it's just like some of those, you know, what are those? Was it uh, 016 oil now or something like that? Yeah, yeah some, some of them are requiring 016. Mm-hmm. And can there be that much difference between 016 and 20? Obviously, I guess is. they probably squeeze another tenth of a mile per gallon out of it right. or something. I don't know. Well, so much is uh, is motivated by by EPA in one form or fashion. It's, not it's even if it's mo- not miles it's per all gallon. All motivated by EPA. Well, and the federal government is now pushing for automatic brake systems as a requirement in all new vehicles. Oh man! Or automatic emergency brake yeah. systems. Yeah. 
Like so, you have on a lot of cars now. Yeah, a lot of them yeah. have it anyway. And some of them. Um, Man, my Cadillac had it when, you're, when you'd back up. It'd scare the crap out of me sometimes. If you're getting too close to something, well, it, it would, would just it, it would, I mean, it'd be boom, and I'd say, God, I hit something. Yeah. And then I'd look, and I'd realize, oh, it's the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just scared me to death two or three times. My wife's Grand Cherokee would do that when we first yeah. bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was scary. Right? Yeah. And I would back up sometimes, and and I could back up, see how far I could back up in the driveway before I hit the grass and open the door. and. Oh yeah, if you if you open the door on one, it'll it does lock that. those brakes up in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Definitely, if you open the door, it will do that. And Rick, if you're still listening, yes, O'Reilly's has a oh, injector O-ring kit. Does all six at one time, about fifty bucks. Not bad. So, so. nice. Well, if you're going to yeah. do that job, if you're pulling all the injectors, you have at to least, do it right. Yeah, at least you at least have to reseal all of them. But yeah. I can almost guarantee you, if one of them's hung open, it's going to happen. It's going to happen again. Yeah. And, Sadly, uh, I mean, you wish, you hate to call a customer and say. We can do this, but we ought to do this. And the ought to do this is usually pretty darn expensive. Well, how much is an injector roughly? Well, that's what I was looking for. For one see. of those. I'm curious if they're a couple hundred dollars or yeah, something. Somewhere between yeah, somewhere between like 100 dollars yeah. at O'Reilly's. But if you have to go back in there and do the labor again mm-hmm. for another one or two, then Big you're gonna job. spend as much as almost what you could buy instead of injectors for. Well and you're gonna have another tow bill potentially. Could mm-hmm. be. You know, when you're on 610 and yeah, in the middle of traffic and you start yeah. blowing white smoke again. Yeah, and you better make sure they change the oil in it because I guarantee you the oil oh, is down. Oh, yeah, I bet it got down. nasty. Oh, yeah. I bet. I guarantee it, man. I've had them come in. You know, and I've had them come in to where they're so bad, it's like it won't crank because it's hydrostatic lock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a cylinder full. Just and washed out. <laughs> when that happens, then I go and I pull the dipstick and it's like two quarts over full, you know, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and if you continue to drive like that, you're going to end up scoring a cylinder wall yeah. or uh, washing down your Rod bearings or main bearings or something, then it's engine time. Yeah, so, Rick, good job that you decided to tow it yep. to a shop instead of limping it home. Oh, absolutely. Not to mention all that fuel that's going through the exhaust. Yeah, yeah I had a customer call a week ago um, concerned about a check engine light that was on, and in conversation we discovered that not only was it on, it was flashing. No. Oh. And, uh, so broken. of course, I said, you know, do not drive it. Mm-hmm. Right. We need we need alternative transportation. And her answer was, well, my husband's out in it right now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. So, you know, don't drive your car if the check engine light is flashing. That indicates a miss that is severe enough. You are in extremely likely to cause catalytic, catalytic converter damage. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's not expensive. Cheap. Yep, that's not cheap at all. So Hyundai and Kia have agreed to a $200 million settlement for the customers over car thefts. Oh, because of the deal. Yeah. Because they were easy to steal yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the deal they were using a what to start on it was uh was it a USB drive? Yeah, it was it, something cause really it, cause simple. Because it fit that, into the thing just right where yeah. you could turn yeah, it. Yeah, something pretty simple. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's amazing with all the anti theft that we have on, on our vehicles these days and not just new vehicles, but I mean from the nineties on. Mm-hmm. And we have to go through hoops to try to get these things, you know, to relearn themselves, you know, so we yeah. can start the car. How does a thief go in there in less than five minutes? And well, like, I'm assuming the Hyundai, from what I understand, it did not have any real anti-theft on it. I think it had a big loophole in it. Yeah. You know, well, because it, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the electronics of the USB. It was just that it fit that. It fit the that port. part. It fit the port to where you could turn ah. it. You know, you basically could have used a screwdriver, but they were. Yeah, I think it so was all the uh, all the ones that just still had the key. You know, yeah. to start not necessarily yeah. the push button. I don't think. Right. But as far as the ones with the key, they were really easy to start. And yeah. you know, there's been a lot of thefts out there. I had a friend that uh, 
my friend's boss, he had a, a I guess about a year old F two fifty and uh parked it at the airport and came back and it was gone. Mm. Stole one. He can't find wow. one now. Uh no. You can't if you're looking for a Ford Super Duty and I even checked with Marcus yeah, out there I know at Helfman. You, yeah, you texted. They're just Marcus. hard I mean it's a needle in a haystack. The only thing that you can find right now for, for the most part is one that's been ordered and somebody didn't buy it. An orphan. So it's it's yeah. kinda like, you know, hey, I want this vehicle. I want this F two fifty platinum. They're not out there. Mm-hmm. You might can find a Lariat, might can find an XLT, but you know, going and picking out the color and the trim level and everything that you wanted. Right, getting the magic truck that you really, really it's wanted. It's just not, just uh, not hard. You just can't hardly find it. And with this whole U, UAW thing. Oh, who knows what's going to happen. That's going to make it worse. And I, I, I don't know, when they say some of those demands they want, they – they want to work 32 hours, get paid for 40 and all this. I'm like, why are the rest of us working 60? I'm, you know, on, I'm sorry. You know, and they want 50 bucks an hour and all this. And I'm like, man. <laughs> well, they're getting paid. I don't tw- get it. I think my understanding is they're getting paid twice what Tesla employees are getting paid. Are they really? Yeah. Or asking for twice, maybe, of what Tesla employees are getting paid. Um, safercar.gov that is the site to go to uh, to see if you have any recalls on your vehicle yeah and uh, Jeep the Cherokee SUVs uh, 200,000 of them on recall because they can catch fire while the engine is off oh no so uh, oh speaking of fire so yesterday I leave work and normally it takes me 30 minutes to get home Took me an hour and forty five minutes oh, to no. get home. Really? Oh, there, there was a fire. Some on kind of there. car fire on ninety nine. So oh, I saw that. So I saw they that. so they they had us blocked off. They had, they had a sheriff blocking off ninety nine at Tuckerton, making you get off. Mm-hmm. So I get off, and we pull up to the intersection. Well, I see people drive through the intersection and getting back on the other side. And there's another car up there with the lights and everything flashing. I'm like, uh, no, nah, I better turn here. And so I turned and went down Tuckerton, which of course. Everybody else was, yeah. and then I got to Fry Road, and it was backed up from 290 almost all the way to Tuckerton. Oh, no. And I was like, because when at first, I hit my, you know, I, I, was, cause I wasn't real familiar with area, so I said, well, how do I get home, you know, and it was taking me all the way to Barker Cypress instead uh-huh. of Fry Road, and I was like, ah, oh, that thing's crazy. And so then when I turned on Fry and started going, I said, oh, man, this is why I was saying go down to Barker Cypress. <laughs> yeah. And you couldn't find a good bar to stop at <laughs> anywhere? <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I just couldn't I couldn't believe how long. I mean, it was just forever. And then on top of that, the lights at, at 290 and Fry were short cycling. Oh, no. So it was just I was like, ah! <laughs> One of those Friday trips home yep. from work. Yep. All right, we're going to back out here and take a quick break. Give us a call, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSCV. You're listening to the Auto Pros Radio Show here on 700 KSCV, The Voice. We'll be right back. Are you needing to have your vehicle's scheduled maintenance performed or mechanical repairs done? Don't wait. Go to autoprosradio.com, see all of our recommended preferred service centers in your area, and give them a call today to schedule an appointment to have your vehicle serviced and have that peace of mind your vehicle will be safe. And remember to tell your friends about the Auto Pros Radio Show every Saturday, 10 to noon, here on AM700 KSEV. Green and White Automotive, located at 1020 Spring Cypress Road, just east of I-45 North. 
They've been servicing the spring and surrounding areas for over 40 years. Green and White Automotive is a family-owned business delivering honest and professional automotive repair and maintenance services. The technicians at Green and White are ASC certified and can handle any automotive repair on foreign and domestic vehicles. They understand your vehicle is a major investment and will care for each customer's vehicle as if it was their own. To schedule an appointment today, call 281-353-7682. That's Green and White Automotive. Is your transmission slipping, jerking, or making funny noises? Well, let me recommend the great folks at Gary's Transmission Service. Whether you have a classic car or a late model vehicle, Gary's will diagnose your problem and let you know if it's a transmission problem or something else that makes it feel like a transmission problem. The experts at Gary's Transmissions are trained in today's most complex transmissions for both foreign and domestic. All transmission rebuilds come with a local two-year, 24,000-mile parts and labor warranty including annual preventive maintenance service at no charge during the warranty period. Quality transmission repairs done right. 281-347-8888. Gary's Transmission Service. If you're in the Northwest Houston area and need a dependable automotive service center, go visit Hagen's Automotive. Whether you drive a domestic, Asian, or European vehicle, they have a team of highly trained, certified technicians to perform all of your vehicle's repair and maintenance needs. Hagen's Automotive prides himself on great customer service, honest diagnostics, and quality repairs. They provide a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty. Give them a call today, 281-379-1700. Hagen's Automotive, where quality really counts. Oil thickening and deposit formation are your engine's enemy. BG Products has the superhero chemicals to help you keep your vehicle's engine clean and operating dependably. Actually, the superheroes are the chemical engineers at BG who are devoted to keeping your vehicle dependable for hundreds of thousands of miles. BG Products are well-researched, thoroughly tested, and proven to work. Our recommended service centers all use BG Products simply because they work. Find a BG shop near you at bgfindashop.com. BG is the number one name in preventative maintenance. Welcome back to Auto Pros Radio Show. I'm Robert with Auto Tectronics here with Mr. Jody Chesser and Lynn Beckwith. Hey, good morning, y'all. Glad to be here. We're saddling our ponies. Saddling <laughs> our ponies. That's right. I like that. I hadn't even saddled my pony yet. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Let's go out to Alvin and talk to Chris. Chris, you're on Auto Pros Radio. Hey, good morning. How are y'all doing today? All right. How are you doing? Pretty good. Hey, uh, 05 Silverado, uh, about 230 or 40 on the clock, just barely broke in. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in this, when it was really hot, uh, son and I took a trip to central Texas, and the airbag light came on. Mm-hmm. And so when I got it home, I checked, the, uh, I checked the code, and it says front impact sensor. My question is, I know where the sensor is. It looks like it's a fairly straightforward 
mm-hmm. repair, but that sucker's $200. Right. And my question is, uh, do, 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 y'all, do y'all see these? Do they go at it about this what mileage was, on these things? Do you know what the code was? Do you remember? Uh, yeah. I don't remember what the number was, mm-hmm. but it said it said front impact sensor. Yeah, I just wanted to see if it was a circuit code or what it was. Um, uh, I mean, I, 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 honestly, in my entire time, I've probably replaced one or two. Okay. They're, they're not a real common thing. Okay. Uh, if you are going to replace it, I would uh, disconnect the battery and leave it disconnected right. for a good 30 minutes before you start working on it. Yeah, I know you're supposed to. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had the airbag off on other cars before, and, you know, it's always – yeah, I did you know, all that, and I'd still, you know, wear a face shield, pull the, pull the thing off things just in yeah. case. You yeah, know? you know, don't don't plug in the new sensor and then shake it around or something. And then. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Okay, well, I'll uh, I, I'll do that, and I, I think I'll I'll spray some CRC up in the contacts on the on the pigtail. Maybe maybe is that I don't know I don't know if it was the heat or what, but it was. Mm-hmm. And it was like 108 going it could, highway. Well, it could be because, you know, it's up front there by the radiator and condenser and all that, and plus the ambient temperature is real high. Did it, so did the light finally go back out, or is it staying no, on? No, the light's still on. Yeah, yeah and I, I clear it, and it, it comes right back. on immediately. Yeah. Well, if you think of the code, holler at us, and I can run it and see what it says the most common thing is. But, I mean, just in general, I mean, I, I can't think of the last time I replaced one. Uh, okay. Okay. So that. Okay. Maybe just. A, yeah, just but one off. Yeah. There. Looking at the connector, though, you just want to make sure there's no corrosion. Right. You know, or, or loose terminals. We've seen a lot of that with airbag. Not not so much in your year model that you have. Uh huh. But later models, we see a lot of uh, pin tension issues and mm-hmm. and corrosion okay. build up and so forth. So that's always something to look at. You might, you know, like Robert said, disconnect the battery for a while, clean everything up real good, put it back together, try to clear the code, and see if it pops right back. Yeah, and a good okay. and a good cleaner to use on the uh, contacts is one called Deoxit. Okay, I've never heard of that. I used the uh, like, was it QRC? It's made by a QRC contact cleaner, something like that. It yeah, doesn't have yeah. plastic or anything. Yeah, I've seen CRC. I mean, I've always used Deoxit. I mean, that's the okay. That's like the industry standard type thing. Okay, you, they sell that at like a, the O'Reilly or uh, I don't know about that, but I mean, you can get it on Amazon. I know. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. on Amazon. Deoxy, I'll remember. I'll remember that. Yeah, that's what I use on everything. Well, hey, I'll I'll, I'll let you know when that turns out. But I, I really appreciate y'all's show. Uh, y'all keep up the good work. All right, thank you. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye. Give us a call two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. That's two eight one five five eight KSEV. Yeah, they got Deoxit. They got Deoxit Gold G five. I haven't used that. D5. Oh yeah, Amazon's got almost everything. Yeah, man. Don't but, they? But they that, have too much. I use yeah, that on everything, do. that deoxid stuff on all my connectors, what I use. They yeah, have all kinds like of said, different Like I that's kinds. been an issue that we've seen a lot of. You know, used to, back when, they wouldn't have you uh, repair a connector or wire around a connector or anything like that. Now it's becoming a little more industry standard. Well, it's harder to, to find re- the real to connectors. To replace connectors, you yeah. know, even, even uh, from the factory. Or at the dealership, they have a lot of bulletins about um, repairing the actual terminals rather than replacing a, a impact sensor or airbag that's got the connector or something like yeah. that. On. Oh yeah, a lot of that stuff when it comes to airbags or uh, uh, seat belts, especially. You can't buy nothing for a seat belt; it's all an assembly. Oh, I know. And uh, you get those that's got the little pyrotechnic charge in it. That's always. Because yeah, I used to always, they used to have a body shop next door, and they'd go, "Man, the airbag light's still on," and you'd see the. The buckle was all compressed. Yeah, where it fired and pulled it down. Right. You know, I go, well, you need these buckles replaced. Yeah, that's what <laughs> happens when you get in the wreck. It actually locks. It. It's like a 
shotgun shells yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. It, it locks those restraint systems to hold you and the vehicle safely. That's what they're made for. But once you do that, it's time to replace them. Yep, it's a one shot, gonna, one yeah. shot deal. They're not going to work as well under stress the second time. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. And they won't. Your airbag light won't go out till you replace them. I can tell you that. But uh, a lot of that stuff, you know, when you like uh, some of those sensors and stuff, they're supposed to have a certain resistance depending on the car. Uh, in the scan tool you have, some of them you can see the resistance of each circuit, so you can tell if it's got a an issue. I know most of them, you know, the airbags are supposed to be between two and four ohms resistance, and you can see the ohms on all of them. Some of them you can see the buckle ohms, some of them you can't. Some of them you see impact sensor ohms. I mean, but it just depends on the make and model of car. Yeah. Newer the car, the more you can see usually. Well, right. and it's yeah. a good example of the difference in a generic scan tool and a factory level scan tool. Yeah. And the information that we're able to pull when you have the proper equipment. Yeah, like this week, I spent a lot of time working on an 83 F100. Really? Yeah. God. Now yeah. we're going back. Yeah. yeah. And it was for a, a temperature gauge was acting crazy. And uh, when I got back there, because uh, I got back to the back of the instrument cluster, because it would just all of a sudden, it would just want to go way up high, mm-hmm. even though the engine wasn't getting hot. And... Um, I checked the ground, hooked onto the ground back there, and it had like a volt drop in the ground circuit. So first I went out to the battery, the negative battery terminal. We have that little chassis wire coming off. Right. And from the terminal to where the the wire hooked to the, the body was was a one-volt drop mm-hmm. right there. And it was one of those where it went up into the terminal, you know. So it was I just cut it off there and put a ring terminal on it and, and bolted it to the terminal just to see. And then that dropped to uh like 30 and so i was like okay i'm happy with that well then i went back to the cluster well that dropped the cluster down to like 400 Hmm. i still had especially when you turn the ac on it's when it would really happen put a load so instead of being a volt it was 400 so then i ended up taking the uh that instead and you know and of course back then when you look at a wiring diagram it would say here's where the cluster grounds you know well it, it don't tell you it just says there's a ground uh-huh. So instead of hunting for the ground, you're like, now it'll tell you. Go look right here. And uh, so instead of hunting for the ground, I just stripped some of the insulation off that wire, spread it apart, took another piece of wire, and you, and you go through the, you know, the braided part, and then I wrap it around it, and then I solder it, and then I took it and just bolted it to the, to the uh, like the, the big aluminum piece that's in there, you know, oh, on yeah. those F100s, bolted it to there, and well then I dropped it down to 35 ohms, you know, and so then I could see. It was just kind of running hot all the time, and not just you know, before. When, only when you put a load on it, you'd see it. And then once I did that, it would just kind of stay at three quarter all the time. And uh, I was like, "Hey, you need a radiator." Radiator was just just had. And you know the radiator thing about the radiator is weird. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but I went out there to take the radiator cap off to see how much was in it. And I kept trying to, didn't want to move. Yeah. And so I pushed down. <laughs> what is wrong with this thing? And then I got to looking at it. It was left-handed thread. Really? On the cap. On the cap? On, on a radiator cap. cap? And I was like, I must be missing something here. And then I started looking at the neck. and no. Did it used to be that way and we forgot? I, I don't no. remember it being I that mean, way. I don't either. I don't remember it being that I've way. I've never seen that. I one. mean, I, yeah. Must be a German radiator. I, man, I don't know, but uh, I was like, I had never seen this before. And uh, I told the guy I needed a radiator and a thermostat. What'd you put in your coffee that morning? <laughs> hey, let me tell you. I tried. Hey, I went back the next day and looked at it again, thinking I must have missed something. But you could see, you know, how it was made, where it gets it's small and it gets thick, you know, and when it tightens up, and it was backwards. I'm going to call Matt and ask him about that morning. Yeah. <laughs> so when you replace the radiator, then you have 
put a new cap on. Well, it should. Be. Well, no, the cap would work on anything. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it with the neck was made. It was where it was thick and where it was thin was backwards. Oh, okay, wow. so it could, it could tighten yeah. Yeah. or loosen either way. Yeah. Well, I just I was just like I don't know what's wrong with it, but That's it's weird. I've never seen one like that. So I don't know where he said he had that radiator built somewhere else. I forget where out of some other state or something. Oh, really? A yeah. built? Uh, okay. uh, supposedly. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I could see somebody putting a big pair of channel locks on there and really no, uh, pop the neck off the. Well, because I kept, I kept saying, "Well, I must not be pushing down far enough to get past." And uh, man, I, man, I'm, you know, doing this, and finally I looked at it, it's like, oh man, and I went the other way, popped right off, and I was like, Never "Holy seen cow! That. Never seen that." Give us a call two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. That's two eight one five five eight KSCV. There's always something going on, you know, like that. I remember some of the wheel studs used to be. Yeah, uh, left-handed okay. thread on the left side. Yeah, that yep. uh, eighty-four F two fifty. Yeah, and it was that way on the left rear wheel. Yeah, just one wheel. And I could see people just sitting there with an impact, just hammering on those lug nuts, trying to get them off. Hey, you need to go the other way with it. What? What are you talking about? I said, and if you looked at it on the uh, on the actual stud, mm-hmm. it had a little L on there. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. other side oh, had an R actually, on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were on there. I yeah. I never. Understood what the purpose of that yeah, was. Yeah, why would they do that? I I, I yep. guess they thought that on that side it was going to rotate them loose or something. I don't, I don't know. I would think so. I guess yeah. it had to, I don't know, it's probably some type of Dana rear end back wind, but yeah. that's the only ones I recall that being on. Yeah. And I saw, I saw some Mitsubishis that had that on the axle nut or oh, yeah. a hub nut, I should say, you know, where it had the drum and everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, take the big nut off. Yep. Right. I remember sitting there hammering on one. Zzz, Stripped it out. <laughs> so it's like a vibration thing or something. Yeah, huh? apparently. But, you know, most of those had a little deal where you take a chisel and lock it down so mm-hmm. it doesn't come loose. But, yeah, it was still a left-handed thread. Much like fan clutches, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the fan clutches. But Ford was good. They would mark that on the fan shroud. So you yeah, it would because it, it, it would depend on if you had V-belts or if you had a serpentine belt. Yeah. Which way ser- the fan clutch went. Because the serpentine belt spun it backwards. And I've seen yeah. people with an air hammer. Air oh, chisel on there and, bang, and, bang, and knock bang. the nose of the water pump off, trying to get it loose. <laughs> but uh, that's crazy. Sometimes you, you just need a bigger hammer. That's right. Uh-huh. Get a bigger hammer. We were talking right. a few weeks ago about what is the uh, all the use of WD forty. Oh right. You know? Yeah. And I was thinking back, and then what is a empty can of WD forty good for? Oh, that's a good question. An empty can of WD. So I saw this little reel on Facebook. I was just looking through, seeing you know whose birthday it was and whatnot. And I come across this reel of a WD forty can. This guy's got it on the end of a grinder, and he's cutting the very bottom of the can off. Of an aerosol okay, can. Okay, make, that's make a lid, smart. right? Right. And then he takes four little bitty magnets and he and he super glues them in there, I guess, or whatnot. And he takes a little spout out, stashes money in there. Puts the cap back on and puts it on the shelf with, it the, in his with all the other WD-40 cans. So <laughs> ah, that's your use of a empty, empty WD-40 WD can. It's got to be uh, sneakier than the freezer. Or, oh, know? yeah. Must be Italians. My Italians are creative. My wife's Italians. That's why I say that. But they're creative on where to hide money. Hide money. Hide money. <laughs> but I've heard of the freezer thing, but I've never seen a WD-40 can. But, you know, somebody's always thinking out there. Yeah. You know, I bought a uh, used washer and dryer from a friend when I moved in my house about a year ago. And uh, he was kind enough to deliver it to me. And, you know, my guys helped. Everything was good. And the next day I heard from him and he said, boy, my wife is mad. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's never good. <laughs> she had hit, He found it before he brought it to me. But she had hid money 
in this old washer and dryer that they weren't using. Uh, and oh. he let her believe that it had left with the money. Right. And I'm talking about a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost got a really good deal on a washer and dryer. Almost right. did, yeah. <laughs> that would be a, a treasure find right, right. there. Right. It? It? Go to the garage sale. Pick up some used appliances and do a good search on them. Yeah. Never you know never what know. You're yeah, yeah, you know, I've, I've I've never been to many garage sales. Y'all go to many? No, uh-uh. I know and people I won't who have, like. I won't have one either. Oh no, I will not have one. I've had them before. I had a lady show up. It was with my parents, and Dad had all these old army duffel bags mm. and ammo boxes. You know, a lot of really cool stuff. And this lady came up with a duffel bag to buy, and she had stuffed you know, like 50-cent sweaters in it, so she didn't have to pay for the 50-cent sweaters. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, to me it was just, I don't think I ever want to have a garage sale. We have a community garage sale in the neighborhood, and it's fun because you can take a golf cart or Kawasaki Mule and go ride around. And, you know, people get rid of a lot of good things, and, you know, a lot of it out there is, you know, the kids are growing up, so there's a lot of, you know, small clothes for children, babies. Babies, toys. Always things, pick up, cribs and things like that. You never know what you'll find, but... Many times you'll find some good tools or, you know, power tools, yeah. saws. I found an uh, electronic brake control module that I that I bought from a guy for, I don't know, 5 or $10. And they're 40 bucks. Yeah. you know, if you go buy one. So you never know what you find. Well, okay. if you're out garage sailing this weekend, give us a call and tell us what you found. That's 281-558-5738. All right. We're finished with the first hour here got another hour coming up so give us a call you're listening to the auto pros radio show here on 700 kcv the voice of texas we will see you back That does it for hour one, but stick around because hour two, it's coming up. Our phone number, 281-558-5738. So hang on for more of the Auto Pros Radio Show here on KSEV, the voice of Texas.